it's now time for a very state of the Game Pass edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we normally talk about games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass under your friends and which games to simply pass on by. But this week's a little bit different. It's that time of the year, kind of. Normally, at the end of the year, we talk about Game Pass and just give our general sort of consensus on how we feel about the service as we make a podcast about it. But this year's a little bit different in that we've got a new console coming out, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, along with the other Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo news. But before all that, I am your host, Corey. I am joined by the one and the only Basher. What is the deal, good sirs? Is your microphone working? We've been here for about 45 minutes uh, trying to get Skype and microphones to work and then speakers to work. It, this, this has been a whole ordeal. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here with us in this frustrating yes. evening. It's, uh, you would think it, it would just work, right? Like it's, it's 2020. Maybe Skype got COVID. Maybe is that. Why is it not a podcasting app at this point just there's got to why, why do i even need skype why do i why don't why do i need skype discord or anything else just just an app that does this there's got to be a reason there just there just has to be there just there just has to be all right so before we get started a little bit of housekeeping here um so you previously heard our all of our episodes that were in the uh what do i want to say Hopper is that the right is that the right word that I'm looking for Hopper sure uh, normally we were going to be doing an episode on Destiny 2 uh, which we have started playing but in the midst of where, when everything was going on all of the content that we wanted to cover has officially been delayed um, to November 10th which is actually the launch of the series X but um, so yeah so the whole point of covering that stuff was that we were going to be covering the the they're specifically in the new version of Destiny. They're they're trying to help people get acclimated with the game. Uh, since that was delayed, the Destiny two episode will be delayed because there's no point. I just shouldn't say there's no point, but that was the whole point of us trying to cover it. Is as we are not new players, but we are new to Destiny two since basically the first what six months since it came out. So that episode will now be delayed until uh, probably the first or second week after the Series X comes out, along with that update. So. Uh, we also got a voicemail that we won't be reading um, on this episode specifically just because um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense in that aspect. So, But that got me thinking and it got a uh, – a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that, that voicemail is from Samuel. So, Samuel, we will be reading your voicemail and responding to it, just not in this episode. But we have decided to get a Google Voice number in the 21st century uh, because maybe we're just old and maybe that's how podcasting does it nowadays. Uh, so if you want to, you can send us a voicemail at 574-651-9256. If you don't want to write in, totally understand. Gives it a little bit easier and we will read that on the air. We'll talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. So you also get text messages on that too. So if you're that oh, lazy. So yeah, I, I have, I am not familiar with the Google voice world. Basher has, uh, told me all this stuff. So I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with him, but no, thank you very much, Samuel, for, for sending a voicemail, taking the time to do that. Really do appreciate it. Uh, he specifically wanted to talk a little bit about Crusader Kings three. Uh, so we'll do that on the next regular episode and we'll respond to that and go into detail about that. So it was actually a very, uh, very insightful voicemail. So, but all right. Game pass, Xbox series X, PlayStation five, Bethesda buyout. All of it is relevant in this conversation. So where do we want to start? Do we want to start with how we feel about Game Pass? I think that's probably a good a good thing to start with this year. Uh I mean I mean just just overall sure. I mean for, uh I mean so uh, we we start we started this podcast in the middle of of the year last year. So we won't have a full year with Game Pass this year um before we do this episode, but obviously we're going to keep doing this. So we we will have a full year, but so last year was it was a little bit different. This year we've got a lot more time, and I think we we ended last year feeling pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was the, I was I, I mean I thought I I think I remember saying the service was essentially a good service, uh, but at the same time I would not I don't think I went full on saying it's a necessary service because uh, uh, to leave the Bethesda buyout stuff for the later in the conversation I would say. Uh, 
going into the later the 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 next half of Game Pass, um, I would say my feelings were pretty consistent in the sense of that we offer thousands of titles and you're you're going to play a couple of them. So like it was really hard to uh, try to find the titles worth playing. Uh, coincidentally enough, on the Microsoft like Game Pass podcast, uh, most of them are not Microsoft games. Um, yeah, which which was which was sort of the the same thing last year. Um, obviously, we had less time, so it was a little bit different. But I mean. Gosh, uh, out of the Microsoft games that we have played, I don't think we've recommended most of them. Um, oh, we definitely is, have not. We're yeah, definitely the lower a, end. That's a problem. Like, <laughs> I think I think it's definitely I mean, a problem. I think it's a. I personally think it's a. Uh, a, a Microsoft won't see it this way, but just as a, I guess as a gamer, if you will, uh, it's I see it as a huge issue where it's a matter of you basically. At this point, I feel like you're getting this Game Pass to play well, other well, people's on. games. I, I want to. I'm I'm looking at this, and I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe it doesn't feel that way, but maybe it's just because what we've been playing. But the games that we have recommended so far from Microsoft are Wasteland Three, Flight Simulator, Battletoads. Wasteland Three is the Microsoft joint. Yeah, that is a Did Microsoft they... game. So, so, so Wasteland Three is a weird now. one. Yeah. What, say that again. That's. I thought you said the same, said the same thing. That's a weird one because it wasn't. Yeah. So it it is now because they bought that studio. But exactly. That game did come out. Yeah, that game did come out and other things. But so they also did Gears Tactics, Bleeding I, Edge, like or in the Will like of the that. Wisps. Right. So we actually Great. do have, and and we started this year with Sea of Thieves. So that wasn't a new game, but it, no. so it's actually about fifty fifty um, in terms of Microsoft quote titles that we have we have talked about. So. I don't. It's 50-50 is still not great, but that's actually looking at the list now. I actually felt like we had way more passes than we did. I'm pretty um, sure we did because we we passed on Gears as well. Yeah, Gears Tactics, and tell me why. Tell me why no, it was no, technically the, a Microsoft I, game as well. Gears four, five proper, whichever Gears that was. I, I lost count of my Gears. So yeah, well, Gears Tactics was this year, but Gears five was last year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, we're looking at you're right. You're looking at just this year. You're right. You're right. Yeah, just um, this year. Yeah. So but, uh, I, I guess but overall, I'm is... unsatisfied with Microsoft's uh, first yeah. party games or whatever, because the, the the best game for me is Game of the Year right now, and it's not and it's, and it's a game and it's a game they bought kind of after the fact. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I guess I would agree too, um, because my game of the year is different than yours, um, and but now that is also now owned by Microsoft. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Right, so I, I guess the future looks bright. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, right. No, so I, I guess my issue with with uh, Game Pass is still a sense of, um, you, you got you, we got quantity, but do we have quality? Uh, and and well, for a while you can argue it's not. Re- that was a big issue, but honestly, at this point, if you're buying an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, I'm confused as to why you bought the Xbox. Yeah, I, I actually completely agree, and I think that we can move that right into the Xbox Series X and Series S talk, uh, you know, versus PlayStation 5 and stuff. But yeah, no, I, I agree in that, obviously, our, our take on this is a little bit different because we do one game a week, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes we spin the wheel, so... There are definitely better games on Game Pass than we're playing, but it, the whole point that we want to do this is sometimes we want to put the library to the test. You know, They make a big deal about these day one games, and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. But if you're making a big deal about it, we want to know why. We want to see if, if, if it's PR, basically. Um, but you bring up the point of, you know, at this point, even if you're on PC, like... At $10 a month, whether you're on one platform or at 15 for two, like... If you are buying an Xbox Series X or an S and you're not getting Game Pass, I'm confused. <laughs> and what's even more strange is when when you look at the launch lineup for both the PlayStation 5 and the Series X, I think the PlayStation 5 has a slight... Um, oh, uh, they're both trash. They're both absolutely they're both, trash. Yeah, they're, they're both not great. Um, and 
But Microsoft losing Halo was probably the big one, obviously. That was supposed to be a launch title that is not happening anymore. So it, the story for the Series X is backwards compatibility and Game Pass, which is launching a console on that is extremely strange. Now, do we have to take COVID into consideration? Probably. But the fact that Halo Infinite was supposed to be the one game and kudos to Microsoft for pushing that because it looked like it needed to be pushed. But hinging your console on that um, is a little strange to me. I would not say kudos to Microsoft because they showed it in hopes that no one would notice the yeah. <laughs> awful state it was in. Um, but yeah, like if this this is the Game Pass machine at this point. Uh, and if you don't is, got is it... That- it doesn't make is that good or bad, though? I mean, again, like I'm sp- personally speaking, as kind of a uh, older, well, 34 year old gamer who's used to exclusives, I think it's, I think it looks stupid. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it personally. However, you can't beat the value. You can't ignore the value. Uh, if I was buying. Being as as informed as I am, if I was buying this console for a for for like this, let's say like a like a niece or a nephew or something, or rather, if I had the choice of a PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series X, I will Xbox Series X simply because here's here's the system, here's twenty bucks, play all the games for for at least a right. month. Uh, so you and really th- can't beat it. Yeah, and that that's sort of becoming the story. And, you know, to get into a little of the console war, you know, territory of games versus quantity, I, I don't the, – the notion that everything on Game Pass is quality or quantity over quality is a ridiculous argument because there are very good games on Game Pass. Now, where I think Microsoft has so sort of – I don't want to say screwed up because Microsoft is not going to come out and say Battletoads is fine. Like they're not going to do that. They're going to come out and say it's a great fighter, et cetera. So that that's kind of the reason that we do the show again is, is to put this to the test, but there have been significantly fantastic games on the service day one, such as wasteland three. And so I don't like that argument of quantity over quality. I don't think it's true. So when you, when you put that into the context of, looking at a machine and and basing it on a service like you, it it feels kind of gross to me, but at the same time, like I'm not mad at it. It's, it, it feels gross because it's different, but at the same time, as a gamer, I'm playing more games. Right. And, and that's where, that's where a lot of these, these console war arguments lose me because Anytime a new game is shown, such as like Scorn got shown off today, which is there's a there's a pretty good chance you probably haven't even heard of Scorn or know what it is. And you just I'll be said honest, it and I still don't know what it is. Yeah, it looks okay, but not every game shows well. I look at something like Spiritfarer, and that was a game that, like, looking at the trailers, I was just like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I never would have bought that game. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. That's a per- that's the perfect game to. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal video game. That is a man. One I love of the that best game. games I've played in a long time. And if it wasn't for Game Pass, I either would have played it way later, or I might not have played it at all. More more than likely, I wouldn't have played it at all. And it's not for the lack of not wanting to. It's just there's too much risk involved sometimes. My time is valuable, and my money is valuable. So I look at it, and while people really want to throw that quantity over quality i look at the stuff that i've discovered because of game pass not all of it is fantastic but that's just how it is while some people might not find spirit fair amazing i did i really really enjoyed that game and the, and it can go the other way too with something like let me just look at the list here um minecraft dungeons that was one that we passed on but a lot of people really like that game and not just because of the minecraft name i don't get it but more power to them. So not every single game that we play is going to be um, good and to us, though. And I think as a gamer, that's where I think Game Pass, you really win, is that you will discover something. And I can say that confidently, that at some point with Game Pass, you will discover something that you didn't know you wanted to play. That's awesome. And I think but that's to bring it back, great for Xbox gamers specifically, because Xbox gamers do not play 
these other types of games. Uh, Wastelanders 3 is probably not a big seller for Xbox. Neither is Spirit Far. Neither, neither is a lot. I mean, Ori might Ori might have done it, uh, but it's still like these games, these quality games that aren't shooters and racers get lost by the wayside when it comes to xbox gamers a lot of these games and including i'm thinking i'm, I'm, I'm sunset overdrive perfect example yeah uh yeah. If, if that thousand on playstation it will be a playstation greatest hits title um so like i think the best thing as you as you as you were kind of saying is the best thing about game pass for game for xbox players specifically is that you guys get to try out different games and and i think specifically that plays into microsoft this generation um you know the xbox one was uh, it's not a failure by any means but it, it is by far their weakest offering that they've had of the xbox legacy um and it all started with that that those, that launch year. Those first couple of years were extremely rough for them. Um, they made a lot of bad bets. A lot of stuff got canceled. A lot of stuff got pushed. A lot of stuff didn't live up to the hype. I mean, Crackdown 3 took forever to come out. Scalebound got canceled. Fable Legends got canceled. Halo 5 didn't set the world on fire. Master Chief Collection launched, launched extremely broken. You know, they, they made a lot of bad bets. It's on them. Um, whereas, you know, on the opposite side, most of Sony's first party... It, even if, even if the game isn't for you, it found an audience kind of thing. Uh, and then you had stuff on Microsoft side like like Sunset Overdrive that just didn't – Sunset Overdrive is is one of my favorite games this gen easily, probably top five. But nobody played that game. Um, and like you said, and that's just because the, the Xbox market, the people that stuck with Microsoft even through the turmoil and the straight up just bad years that they had – are the people that are playing Gears and Forza and Halo. They're not playing Sunset Overdrive. They're not playing Spirit Far, you know. So they've just they, – Sony has done a much better job at conditioning their audience to try out these games that they put their their force behind. So – For whatever reason, because it's not like they ever gave us and – I say us and them in the sense that in this podcast, you're the Xbox guy, I'm the PlayStation guy um, – they never gave us any reason to. Like they, like, they never said, hey, here's like – like the summer of indie games, like Xbox 360 did. They would just they, they would just drop right. an indie game and say, "Hey, play it." If you don't, I don't care. And, and like, I think it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that was the the push up to the PlayStation Four. Uh, they really were on an indie thing. I mean, I don't. You know, I that remember was, that. Yeah. It, you know, it, it it's crazy to think that was like eight years ago now, but it really was. The launch of the PlayStation Four was was piggybacked with indie titles and it became such a marketing point for them and it just the i think you've said it more than i have just the best advertisement for the xbox one or for the playstation 4 was the xbox one it just they just could not get their head out of their rear when it came to talking about the machine when it came to supporting the developers they got there but they got there three years too late so to to bring this back around how do we feel about the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S? And I mean, that's a conversation in itself having two SKUs. But how do we feel about those machines or th this generation going into them? Uh, I'm much more jaded than most people when it comes to these new machines. Um, I, I was almost equally jaded with the uh, with the current gen when they got when they when they when they showed off their when they showed off their tech because for me. It always becomes which games have the best graphics, which games run like the highest frame rate. Well, that's the newest one anyway. Um, and it's like which one's AK ready? Like that's that's all cute and stuff, but which one of you guys has like the better games? Like which one of you guys like develop a game where the AI is actually phenomenal, where the art style is not realistic, but an actual art style like so like when it comes to the xbox series x and xbox series s first of all your name conventions garbage is trash like, <laughs> like, i i don't hate it as many like i don't love it but i, I know people completely like, despise it there are people already yeah. buying the wrong pre-ordering or buying no, the wrong that console was, that was that that is such a minute thing that's the internet blowing it out of proportion. the fact that it happened one time 
Sure. <laughs> I'll give it to you. That's stupid. Like, you can't... If, if someone says, I want the new PlayStation 5, no one's going to say, here's PlayStation 3 for you. Like, no, 3, 5. Sure. Like, it's real simple. But um, that aside, it's kind of like, at this point, when it comes to the Xbox Series X or S series, I'm just like, I have zero reason to purchase that. Even with... Let's say I didn't have a PC. Hypothetically speaking, I still would have zero reason to do it because I'm the type of gamer where if you tell me you can play all of Ubisoft's games or whatever, I'm like, I don't like their games anyway. <laughs> like if you can say you, you can play all of these amazing titles, we have thousands of titles. I'm going to say thousands of uh, hundreds of those are, are absolute garbage. Like which ones, <laughs> which ones should I, which ones should I play? And if it ends up being three to five games out of the year, should I buy this console? If it ends up being one to two games out of the year, should I buy this console? In a, turn, in a sense of Xbox Series X or S, it's honestly going to be one, maybe two games worth buying in the year. And the rest of it's going to be third party, not take advantage, not take true advantage of the console, which leads me to believe like these, like this system right now these cues are completely useless until sometime next year where games start coming out and they start putting things on game pass specifically there's that, that are like hey play this new indie title on this new console where we take advantage of something from the, of the new console but by, by taking advantage on me runs at 60 frames per second that's 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 the new floor like level of of what a game should do. Like it needs to be, I'm, I'm waiting for some sort of killer app to come out and, and it just has none for me. Yeah. I, it's man, I, I agree, but I also don't because when it, when it came time to, you know, throw the money down for a P I was, I was fairly certain that I was going to go PS five first probably mid-year this year. And that was because at that time, they had shown off, you know, um, Miles Morales. They had shown off Sackboy Adventures. They had shown off Horizon, Demon Souls. And so in anticipation, I sold my PS4 Pro. And then they, which I got a, I got a great price on it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to use that money. I'll be, I'm going to be able to upgrade to the PS5 for like 200 bucks. Like, I'm in. But then they announced that Miles Morales and Horizon were cross-gen. And... I was a little salty. Like, I was just like, well, that's like, that was kind of rude. Like you've 100% sold these titles as being PS five only games. And me being in the know of this, of this, of this hobby, I was just like, when you look at the competition and Microsoft has, has said that, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of cross gen stuff. You know, I was like, I'm not mad at any, I'm not, I'm never going to be mad at you for being cross gen. You're going to do it. What, what makes sense business wise. So I did not, agree with Microsoft's decision. So that's why I was going to go with PlayStation and I was going to hang on to my one X. And that, that's the other sort of, um, I don't want to say problem, but other thing that, you know, really is just weird is that the one X is such a great piece of hardware. If we had only had the original Xbox one and the original PS4, I think we'd be having a different conversation, but the PS4 pro and the one X definitely changed things because in my brain, I was like, well, I'm just gonna hang on to the one X. Like it's still going to play everything in a great resolution and it's probably going to do it at a lower frame rate. But at the end of the day, I can do that for a year. And But now, as we're ramping up to the next gen, I only have the Series X pre-ordered. And I have no desire to buy a PlayStation 5 right now. And that is mainly because they said that stuff is going to be cross-gen. Which, again, I will play those games. But I'm not jumping at it anymore. I'm not, I'm not jumping at the PlayStation 5 to see Miles Morales and see Horizon and see all of those games, you know, Demon Souls is the one that is uh, not cross-gen. It's, it's made from the ground up, etc. But I already played Demon Souls, and I have zero desire to play Demon Souls again. So I, I want to I want to jump back back into that so bad. I hate myself for it. I, but it, I'm not mad at it. But I've I've talked to other people, and I'm like I'm like I just I have no desire to play Demon Souls again. And they look at me because kind of like well, like why not? And I'm like I just don't. Like you just there, played there, it. Like it's fine. <laughs> right. Like, there's there becomes this like animosity that because I have a a Series X pre-ordered that I don't I just don't get it. And I'm just like no, like I don't think you get it. I have a Series X pre-ordered because I'm gonna be playing these games anyway. 
I might as well play him in the highest fidelity since I'm not getting a PlayStation 5. And but I, I when I look at the 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 launch lineup for both of these machines I'm I'm with you in that I don't feel great about any of them. But the caveat is is that I feel okay about the Series X because of Game Pass. Like even though I know that I'm not getting a game that's going to be built from the ground up for that machine for at least a year, maybe more. The fact that there, I'm going to be able to play something in Game Pass is what pushed me towards it. I was like, I'm going to be playing these games anyway. Might as well play them in the highest fidelity that I can on a console. So I guess it's a weird thing to say that I'm not, I don't feel great about the hardware and it's the service that truly sold me on it. And so when I try to extrapolate that, and like you said, I, I look at the Series X and the S, I'm just kind of like, I, I, I think we really have reached the point of if you have Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, you're doing it wrong. It, it's, it just, it doesn't make any sense anymore to not have Game Pass with an Xbox. And I'm, I'm sure that's by design. That is not an accident by any means. That's what they want you to do. They want you to have the service over the hardware. They can keep making money on the service. They don't keep making money on the hardware. So that's a scary thought. Um, as someone who has been, you know, gaming for, you know, literally over 20 years now, that's scary to me that a service is selling me on video games. It's, but it makes, it makes financial and business sense. Um, but just, just as a, Looking at it as not not to sound all hoity-toity about it, but as a fan of the art form, it just seems so Microsoft. <laughs> like yeah. you know, it's like it really does. Yeah, it's like, 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 it's like, it's like it, it, what I mean by that is Microsoft became Microsoft because of their not only their great tech, but mostly their business savvy. Like if there's competition, you buy them out. Uh, if you see someone do something, you do it better. Uh, and it's like, and they were, they were first a few times, but their marketing sucks as it always does. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the series as great as a, as a service as game pass is, it is becoming or going to become completely gross to me. It's and it's, it's going to be the unavoidable gross. It's going to be like the loot box you have to buy kind of thing. Whereas like right. you didn't want to, you didn't want to, you didn't want to get that pay money to get that costume, but you did. And it's like I didn't want to spend another month on Game Pass, but I am because I have a PC. It's and I want to play some games, and it's almost what's it gets my wallet to not do it right. It becomes the point. It's like, and that's the thing is like, you don't have to have Game Pass. You can still you buy don't. every single one of these games. Right. And then, but they've made the value so ridiculous in that it's just like, man, it's, it, it truly kind of is that um, once you do it kind of thing, like I, I mainly buy my movies still, but it's gotten to the point to where I only buy movies that I really like. I used to, I used to buy every movie that I was like, eh, like this movie's okay. It's five bucks. I'll buy it. But it got to the point where I'm just like, why am I doing that? Like, and it's the same thing with games. Like, my 360 collection was stupid. It, I had over, like, 200 discs, took up all this space, and I guess maybe I'm just getting old now. But, like, I asked myself, like, why am I doing this? And now it, I've kind of reached that with Xbox of just, like, or in games in general. It's just like, you know, I just, why am I spending all this money when it's on Netflix, when I can, I, I can rent this movie once yeah. for $5. And it just, to me, it just makes more sense from a time perspective, as well as just a, from an ownership, ownership perspective. But at the same time, taking away that, making the option to own it look bad. Some people would argue is antitrust and, you know, is anti-consumer and it all absolute, those other words that people throw absolutely around. absolutely is, and, but it's as you're at a point where you is have to be... Oh, I think it absolutely is. I mean, cause at, because my cousin was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption religiously for a while, big fan of it. All of a sudden, he turns it on one day. He's like, yo, bro, like, why can I why can I play Red Dead? I'm like, I don't know what happened. It's like, and then it dawned on me like, oh... It's past its life cycle on Game Pass. 
if you want to play it, if you want to, if you wanted to even play it again, you have to buy it now, or you should have bought it off Game Pass for 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 a, for a discounted price. And it's one of those things where it's like, I guess if you try it, you buy it, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't. Right, but here's it's, it's, it seems it's, it's it's a dirty practice to me. I don't, I'm, but it's not dirty in the sense that that it's i don't know it's a, it's a weird way to put it it's it's it's, it's playing I, I, think I don't know red dead i think is is one of the exceptions though like because red dead sold 50 million copies i don't know if it was right. that many, but you know right. whereas you know i i look at stuff in on game pass and i something like our most recent episodes of, of like darksiders genesis tell me why uh carrion and and no man's sky and all of these games that i i very likely would have bought at some point to give it a shot but at the same time they're not worth the value that they're asking and that's that's where i i look at something like game pass and like people get really upset the, at people that that sort of take on these digital services like Netflix and you know we're in the middle of a streaming war you know everyone's got a streaming service now and everyone's all up in arms about owning their content etc and and part of me is like I agree with you but this notion that it's bad for the consumer I just don't agree because these markets are so flooded with subpar content if the answer to that question is, is I can save money and I don't get to own everything and I, but I can still own the stuff that I really want to. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with giving you some of my rights to not own the stuff that I don't want to own. Like if I would have bought something like tell me why I would have felt ripped off as a consumer. I don't think that game was worth my money. Whereas on game pass. Yeah, I don't own it, but I got to play it, experience it and say, Hey, it's not for me. And I don't have to play it anymore. And then I look at something like Yoku's Island Express to where I never would have discovered without the service of Game Pass. And I bought that game. I bought a copy of that game because I want to have it. I think that's a much better proposition. And I don't feel like that harms the consumer in any way. And I, I just I, that's where I get lost with this this notion of, of this is bad for the consumer. It's bad for people who support Game – it's bad for the industry for people that support Game Pass and all this stuff. I just don't buy it. Um but maybe I'm in the minority on that one. But uh, I mean, on, on face value, I, I I I agree with all of that. I think I think uh, I feel rather um, this is going based purely based on feel. I feel like the the idea of the service is is going to breed bad practices. It is going to. And it's going to stretch across the art form in a way where it's going to be just noticeable enough to where it's like, oh, these games and services things make is creating is having a negative effect on not only the art form but the way consumers do business with the art form. Uh, I can't say what exactly specifically how that's going to be, but I just feel that way because it just doesn't. There's no way. I mean, just 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 a matter of like, no one's going to do something. No no company's going to do something for you as a consumer to 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 be like, hey, we're doing this for you. Like you're because we care about you. Rather, uh, this this is all. Now, they'll try to sell it that way, but exactly <laughs> right. As, as a Sony fanboy, like you, we, we've gone through that many many times. So where it's like, so like, on face value, what you're saying is absolutely correct, but like. At the, at the at the same time, there's a scratching at the back of my neck where it's like, okay, games as a service. You like how how are you trying? Like, what are you going to do in the future to? Because because right, what's your angle cause, here? Because <laughs> it's like you said, uh, like you touched upon. Um, at this point, it's stupid to be on an Xbox machine and not have Game Pass. Uh, it's getting to be dumb, as dumb, to have a PC. And not have it. Um, So when everyone's in it, when you have the millions and millions and millions of the Rocks fans like going, subscribe to Game Pass, what hook are you going to hit us with to be like, all right, now we got you. These are the terms and conditions. Like, because right now it's like, yeah, I tried, I buy it, but 
what does that mean going forward? Because as of right now, it's fine. But what are you leading to? I don't trust Microsoft at all. I I don't trust any of them. Right. I I guess I just don't. 18-year-old me would have been would have thought that way but at the same time like i've i've gotten to the point in my life where i'm just like i'll I'll cross that bridge when it gets there oh like, that's that's where if, i'm at exactly right yeah and i think a lot of people don't think that way and that's where they get upset it's just like well someday they're gonna take away something or one day they're gonna raise the price on you and i'm like which is might. fine yeah like right? <laughs> like they might and at that point i i either make the the choice as a consumer to either keep subscribing or cancel oh don't um, right and I, that that I just that's how I view it. So I'm you know I as someone who was a MoviePass subscriber and saw right. movies than they had any right seeing. I'm it's gone now. It sucks. It sucks that it's gone because I I was able to do so many things, but the industry didn't. The industry didn't take it. You know, it, it, sometimes stuff happens and it, it disappears, and their experiments and they go away. And it, it, this seems like one that's not going to go away. And they're probably going to make mistakes. There is no way that, at least I don't see there's any way that at some point during the Xbox Series X and S life, life, uh, lifespan that the price of Game Pass does not go up. I totally think it will. But at $20, I'm still in. Like, I, because I've seen the value of that service. Um, and, we, and, you know, and go from there. But, I mean, I will say that it... It... it I guess we can sort of pivot now into so you know they've they, on November 10th they're going to be adding the EA Play access uh, well it was already called EA Access so it, they're adding access to EA Play uh, which has access to their vault which has got some of the, you know it's got all their old games minus the, the one that you wanted which is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order um, it's got stuff like Anthem it's got the neat, late, latest Need for Speeds you know the sports games going there etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they also Leading up to the Series X, they announced that they plan to purchase Bethesda for $7.5 billion. So those are two major factors that are going to be playing into the next year of of Game Pass. And so going into next year in the Series X, how do we feel about how do we feel about Game Pass and, and the moves that they're making uh, as a publisher and console maker? I, I have two thoughts on it um, as a... Uh... As a consumer of Game Pass, I'm excited for it because why not? More games on the service for this for the what we're hoping to be the same price. Um, and then the other the other side of that coin is looking at the bigger picture. It's like, oh, Microsoft, you're doing your Microsoft thing, just just yeah. <laughs> buying out the competition. And it's like, again, it's like I hate to make Microsoft seem like this big evil company because they're not. They're just a company. Well, um, they are. They, they can. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're a company. They're not more evil. Any more evil than I don't think Amazon or Sony or like. No, I. I guess I just I. I rank all those as pretty evil. Like, and I don't mean evil, exactly. They're trying to. They're trying to kill you, but it's just like no. Like there are serious concerns in terms of consumer uh, antitrust laws and competition, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So that's what I'm. We're on the same page. It's like. They're evil, and I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to paint them like the, the the most or whatever. Right, like but they're, um, not, they're not murdering people. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's so that's right. that's the that's the other side of the of the coin where I'm just like, so you couldn't beat Sony at making the games in the game making business. So you're just going to buy the games. I mean. It's business. That's all I can say about right. it. Really, it's just business. Um, you, uh, as a Sony fanboy, like I'm, I'm just like I expected nothing less of you, Microsoft. Um, you try. I mean, and and, and that that goes to with saying they legitimately tried. They honestly tried to make just I mean, I, different games that appeal to a mass market that even appeal to right. a smaller niche market. They, they 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 spent years and millions of money of, of money just trying to in time trying to nestle even the smallest foothold in Japan and like they're like the entire Asian market is like no you don't want anything yeah. you're doing here get out yeah so it's like I mean, they Lost tried. Odyssey like Lost Odyssey is considered one of the best RPGs ever and 
nobody played it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, that, to say nobody played it, you know, that's not fair. But that was a huge, you know, they partnered with Square Enix on, was it four, three or four exclusive RPGs? And that also included a port of Final Fantasy thirteen. And like you said, that was during the 360 at its best. Right. And people still said, no, don't don't want it. Like, sorry. <laughs> so. so so for them to buy Bethesda or Bethesda or companies like Bethesda, it makes perfect sense because what, what, what do they make? Like they make the 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 games that Xbox players play. Um, it, it almost it almost makes uh, in a way it was almost unnecessary considering. If someone's playing an X Fallout game, they're probably gonna play it on Xbox anyway. Like they, they could have did a partnership with Game Pass, sure. like a regular Game Pass partnership. They didn't almost almost didn't have to buy it. Uh, yeah, I, I that that's been thrown around quite a bit of saying it's like you know they they probably just could have made a Game Pass deal and and been fine with it. But at the same time, like I look at something like a Sunset Overdrive or even like an Alan Wake in where, right. or, or even in, in the worst case scenario, Scalebound. Like mm-hmm. they partnered with Platinum, they put all this time and money into it, and at the end of the day, they got nothing. <laughs> right, like, right. They have absolutely nothing to show for it. Whereas if you buy the studio and you buy the IP, <laughs> at least at the yeah. end of the day, somebody will buy that from you. You know, exactly. your investment, you'll get some return on it. So, so uh, I'm huh. as a Game Pass subscriber, I. I have to be excited because it's the only way I can play these games going in the future. Um, but, but personally speaking, um, I'm not really that excited by it. Cause I mean, I'd have to go down Bethesda's, uh, uh, releases this, this year. Or the, but I mean, I guess, I, I, can't, I guess we should preface, um, it wasn't just it was it was Zenimax and Bethesda Zenimax, because it keeps saying yeah. Bethesda. Um, but so the more important one is actually the Zenimax partnership because that includes Doom, Dishonored, Evil Within, Wolfenstein. It does include Bethesda games, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Starfield, Ghostwire Tokyo. You know uh, uh, all huge. those studios that made it's those games. Super huge. It's, it's yeah. You can't. You can't. It's the biggest. It's the biggest transaction in history of gaming so it's like if you're an xbox player if you're a game pass subscriber you you have to be you have to be excited uh but if you're on the outside of that it's like what's next what does this mean and how do how do other companies compete i yeah i mean i i I basically want to like I agree entirely as as a man. Um, Personally speaking, I, I'm going to say I'm not that I'm not that excited for it because I don't really play their games. Like, like for me, I'll be missing out on Doom. Like, like I don't really like if you told me I, if you told me I can never play another Elder Scrolls game, I'm going to be okay with that because they make the same game. If so you told me I'm not making I kept in a Fallout game, great because I play Fallout Four. Not impressed, but right. There's that's, certain that's, games. So there. when I, I I was sitting in my office, you know, just sort of scrolling through, and I saw that news, and and my instant reaction was, "Let's go!" Like like that that is a huge move. And then when I started looking at the list of games, I was just kind of like, like you. I mean, if if you listen to any type of, if you've been with us for a while, Doom is the is my game. You know, so. That was the first one. I was just like, man, like I was going to play Doom no matter what anyway. Um, but to have that IP exclusive is a huge thing for hardcore gamers. But at the same time, Doom is not Doom is not an Elder Scrolls. Doom is not a God of War. It does not sell 20 million copies. And so I started looking at the list of like the Fallout 76s and the Fallout 4. And like I look at Bethesda as a studio, their output. And I'm just kind of like, I'm with you in that I cannot deny the power of the Fallout name and the Elder Scrolls name. Right. But I have to wonder, like, they've had some serious missteps in that 
in those franchises, and even fans of those of those games have have agreed with that. So, and Microsoft isn't a a. I guess you could still call them studio. They're not a company that does well overseeing game production. Like no, yeah. The, 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 when when they bought Zenimax, they literally just bought Zenimax and said, "All right, keep doing what you do." Yeah, and I, I think I, part of that problem is though, when you see what my, when when Microsoft lets companies do it, experiment, it, it seems like you know, like this might sound redundant, but when you when you trust your studio good things can happen. Gears, for the most part, has been... That has been Microsoft's best-handled IP this generation. They left the studios alone. Those games did not light the world on fire, but they are good games. Whereas you look at something like Halo, to where they they, they basically created a studio specifically to make Halo. They, they bought the IP. They let the original developers go. And I understand that a lot of people that, you know, that created Halo 3 and Reach and stuff stayed with the team, but a lot of them didn't. Halo has made huge missteps this generation. And now we're looking at Halo Infinite, which got delayed. It was supposed to be the big launch game. Like, when Microsoft lets these studios just work, you get good things. So hopefully they're going to take that approach when it comes to the Zenimaxes and as well as the other studios that they've purchased, like Playground Games with Fable, with Rare and Everwild. And as much as, you know, Sea of Thieves is still a game that I think has not clicked with us, um, I stay tuned because i think we're probably going to try to play that game again because of course right after when we played it they pushed out a big update that solved our biggest issue with the game but that being said you cannot deny that the the long-term success of sea of thieves is a real thing there are hundreds of thousands of people still playing that game so yeah it's to microsoft owns like 23 studios now right and that's just like as a Xbox consumer, it's like, man, that's that is awesome. That is so cool. But at the same time, it's also kind of scary. It's just like they're they're becoming this mega house or mega corporation of video games and got like, you know, they've they've doubled the amount of studios Sony has now. In in 3 years. That's exciting, but at the same time, it's just like, man, slow down, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe you know, it, they don't want to, obviously. But right. I, I guess I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point anymore. But it's a lot. There's a lot going on at Microsoft, and as a gamer, it's awesome to see a company that has all this money investing in something that I deeply care about. But at the same time, I, I'm with you, and it's like, I just first I, I just first could invest it, and and, and again. It's not without lack of trying. I just wish they could have invested it in a more creative way that bred new and more exciting IPs as opposed to let's buy out this mega corporation over here that's already making these games and you're going to get the same games again and again and again anyway. It's like buying EA so, but that's, and then being that's like, the question, we get Madden night, we get Madden, you get new Madden now. It's like, of course, it's like, it's like, it's like the last Madden. It's like, it's, I'm not like in my, like, like, like we said, Microsoft is not going to get involved in what Bethesda is doing. They're not going to say, Hey, Bethesda, your engine's trash. How about you update that engine? They're <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, but, no, but, push out another, push out another they... fallout. You there there has to be something to be said. Like there's a reason that Forza Horizon is next to Gears of War as their best IP by a long shot. And I fully believe the reason they were able to put out three of those games that all had amazing quality to them in the span of one generation is because they were targeting only Microsoft platforms. Now I I sort of use that as evidence is because if you look at the release of Forza Horizon three on Xbox fantastic exactly what you expect on pc not so much the launch of that game was bad <laughs> it was really bad the game the game was not optimized well it just it worked but it did not work as smoothly as it should and so when i when you look at someone like bethesda it's like the fact that they if they can focus on the platform of xbox only and pc only does that help them like oh, is that going bethesda, to improve bethesda, the quality no. of those games bethesda and, no but yeah, that's not maybe. at all. But do, the Doom people, though, it's going to be yeah, some, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be some stuff, right? So you could argue that them having to focus on less could make better games for everyone. Um, 
Some people you... would probably scoff at that idea, but I think I think there's there's a real case to be made that less workload on developers and not having to to live up to such higher expectations. Like when you ship a game on more platforms, you need to sell more copies of that game. That's just how it works. The more time and work you put in, the more you have to get out of it. So the fact that they don't have to worry about that as much, all they have to worry about is making a good game and Microsoft is worrying about selling you Game Pass. If those two things work in cohesion, everyone's happy. So I think that that's a good proposition for the consumer, but I think it's going to take some serious time before we even see if that bet pays off. I mean, well into this generation, you know, year four and five of the Series X is either going to be mildly disappointing Hold that thought. Be right back. That's the door. Yep. All right. I'm back. Can you hear me? Hello. He's back. Let's do this. He's back. From Where were we at? I remember. I wrote it down specifically. All right. In three. Hello. Two. You got me, right? Yep. Can you hear me? Uh, so I'm sure my levels are, are the same. Uh, yeah, good to go. You sure? Are you positive? Yes. All yes. Right. In positive. three, two, one. Year four and five of the Xbox Series X and Series S are either going to be mildly disappointing due to the amount of studios and the amount of good content they should have, or it's going to be a just like the complete opposite of just like, holy crap, I can't like – all the games, man. Like, they got all the games. Love Game Pass. I'm playing Forza. I'm playing 22 other games I can only get on Xbox and PC. You know, in the, you know, I have a feeling that's how it's going to go. But I'm hoping that's how it goes. But I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it's going to be a wait and see type of thing because my excitement sure. is tentative because. It's based upon a group of studios that I'm that we're all familiar with, whose quality is hit or way miss. Yep, and that's that's the other thing. They don't their games either hit hard or don't hit at all. <laughs> like, and I, I just I find that strange. I find it really strange that, but the, but the other thing is, is we you can usually call it like. Very few times have I seen a Microsoft game and been like, either that's yeah, that's gonna fail or it's not. Like Bleeding Edge, everyone looked at that game and instantly was just like, nope, like, yep. nope. including us. Play that. Like, <laughs> but yeah, and you know we played it because again, that's also the power of Game Pass. Of like, I wouldn't, you nope, was not gonna buy that game. Like I was curious about that game, but not curious enough that I was gonna buy it. But because of Game Pass, we gave it we gave it a fair shot, and the market still said nope. <laughs> so. That's the kind of stuff that they need to work on. Um, and and I think really – I think so, Game Pass will help them at the same time though because – Are they even going to do first-party games still at this point? Because what's the point? <laughs> I, to sell Game Pass. you know. If, right. I mean it's selling itself at this point. Uh, right. And, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about that as well as like, well, they've put other games, you know, they put Minecraft on PlayStation and everything, really. Uh, Minecraft Dungeon, they did the same thing. They put Ori 1 and 2 on the Switch and it's like uh, Cuphead, you know, but they don't own Cuphead kind of thing. So I, I don't I don't find a lot of merit there um, because, like you said, it. I feel like they did not spend $7.5 billion to put their games on other systems. Like, does that make them more money in the short term? Yeah, releasing on more platforms for sure. But if you are input into the Xbox ecosystem, and like you and I have both said a million times now, it's like, it's dumb to not have Game Pass at this point. That's what they're trying to sell you on. Them getting $60 out of you once every three years for the next Bethesda game possibly maybe a doom game or whatever um that's not the same as keeping you subscribed for three years so which is i mean and overall which is i guess my my hype and my concern is we get more games probably probably faster or or better knowing microsoft and their pulling their money um but at the same time 
at the cost of what exactly where it's like yeah you get it all on the one console but it's like but it's all on the one console it's like and then but, it's I like, mean they uh, they they are they're pushing xCloud which you know <sighs> xCloud um I I struggle with xCloud in that like many other things, you know, like today they announced Quibi is shutting down and instantly my reaction was, hold on, everybody, yeah. hold on, Quibi shut down? Quibi is shutting down. They announced it today and Man. I, I look at that and I'm just like, yeah, duh, <laughs> like the, the business plan didn't make any sense. There was a product that no one asked for and I sort of look at that with streaming, but at the same time, like I I can look at something at streaming and just sort of feel like I'm like I, I think there is a customer for that, but I don't know if their sales pitch is the answer, and that's that's where I start to struggle with with XCloud and that they are positioning XCloud as a way to sort of make up the lost uh, uh, revenue as well as supporting PC. They are supporting PC exponentially they, almost every single game is is a day one on both and if not it comes later kind of thing like you know you had, you had two gears tactics and flights and both this both this year came out on pc only but they are i mean they are coming to xbox but you know they are supporting that platform and they're so you know when when phil spencer was asked the question can you support the 7.5 billion dollar buyout and not and can you support that by not putting your games on PlayStation and Switch? And he flat out said, yeah, we can. Like, they clearly see a way to to keep those games on their platform, to entice you to their platform without having to start publishing elsewhere. So, granted, in practice, you know, it's a little strange because they have partnered with Nintendo. They have put out games on other platforms, but I don't know. I, I don't... It's, it's very interesting yeah. uh, when it comes... To- because because Zenimax operates like every other publisher or, or whatever, um, in a sense of we make a game, we sell that game, we get X amount of money or percentage from that game, and at sixty seventy dollars a clip, and that's how we do business. Whereas like right. now it's going to be like you're making all these games for Microsoft, and it's going to be day one Game Pass, and it's like how are you counting those numbers? How's those numbers? This, this, this is clearly above my pay grade, but I'd, I'd be curious to know how they feel about being bought out by Microsoft, knowing that their revenue stream is different. Right. Uh, I, I it mean, may not, it may not be. It may not be higher. That's the thing. Like, right. Like, like but at the like, same time, I'm it, sure it Microsoft results... can justify it, but can they? Say that again. Like, I'm sure Microsoft and Phil Spencer can 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 justify the the, the buyout, sure. but but can Cinemax? Can Bethesda? Can can I mean, if, the if they're, if they're truly just saying that things are going to keep going the way they are, I, I don't see a huge change for them. But they, um, it literally can't though, because your your revenue right. is different. Like, but but we'll, I mean, we'll but see. if it as long as I, that's the thing, and you know, it, you have to look at it's no longer on on a game by game basis. It, it's it's not you know, and it's the Netflix model. It's how are we doing as a platform, and that's kind of how you support it. And and, it, and it's different. It's so different. I mean, there's no question. Like, I think it was Ryan McCaffrey said this. Um, he said, if the roles were reversed and and Sony was bought or Sony bought Zenimax, there would this this question of are they going to put it other places wouldn't even exist. Like, they everyone knows that if Sony bought Zenimax, it is to buy those IP. It is to have those games specifically only on PlayStation. But because uh-huh. Microsoft's uh, what do you want to call it? Microsoft's yeah. business plan is so different. It's it's bringing up all these questions, but at the same time, we have examples of this service. Like you don't see Netflix putting their exclusive shows on other services. Sometimes you can buy them on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff, but they do that specifically to entice you to subscribe to their platform. And I think that's the exact same play here. I don't I don't see Elder Scrolls Six. I don't see Doom, whatever, coming to the other platforms. I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either, but I, but I think for different reasons. Considering that that's not, I don't know, if that's a real one to one. Considering PlayStation, PlayStation does not have a service 
So they, 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 they do though. <laughs> they have PlayStation now. They don't have a service, so I'll just repeat that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, super interesting because of because at as a Game Pass subscriber, it's one of those things where I'm excited because I have to be. <laughs> I don't really have a choice because um, they because they they bought the stuff so it's like if i want to play the stuff i need to buy the game or keep game pass and i'm not going to pay 70 dollars for fallout anything right. ever so you, it only makes sense to pay 15 dollars a month instead play some fallout realize it's just fallout and then stop playing fallout but then you've got another doom game to play right so yeah i it's going to be interesting. Um, I guess to, to sort of start wrapping this up, it's going into the next generation. Um, it's it's underwhelming in a lot of ways. And it's weird to me that the most exciting thing is is the future. Um, I'm which is but that's also sort of par for the course. I mean, these, you know, consoles never come out of the gate swinging. You know, they don't. But I I, I that's, still maintain that's Switch, that the though. Xbox One that's launch Switch. was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that had one game, you know. I, Xbox One had Dead Rising Three, Killer Instinct, Rise, Halo Master Chief. Like I still maintain that the Xbox Xbox One launch was extremely solid, and people don't give enough credit. Most um, of those were garbage, but I hear you. So and Forza Five, Forza Five is great, and but going into the, these new machines, it's it's weird to me that it's just. I'm just like, man, I don't, I'm looking forward to most of, of year one of year two. And that's just, but again, that could also be the state of the world. You know, if, if Halo Infinite was coming out and it looked good, I that we could have, we could be having a different conversation, but world events right now, obviously we have, have changed significantly uh, what's going to be happening with these machines. So, but all right. Um, I think we basically covered everything that we want to in terms of how we feel about everything going forward. But uh, in terms of the show, I mean, I think I, I don't see any major changes coming. Um, we've got more listeners than than we did at the beginning of the year, and I think that's really all we can hope for. Um, so appreciate all the new listeners for sure, um, and uh, all the people that have rated and et cetera, et cetera. So, but um, anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, I'll 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 just say this as the as the person who once hated the Nintendos and now on a podcast uh, that is purely Microsoft, I got to say, and we said it a bunch of times, you're a fool if you're on an Xbox and you don't have Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> and if you know someone who's buying an Xbox or interested, tell tell them to get the, the, the Game Pass because uh, it's necessary to the system. Yeah, I mean it. It Game Pass is now Xbox. You know, Xbox is no longer the Xbox. If that makes sense, you know, it, it's very quickly morphing into that. And again, that is by design, and it is working because I had a conversation with someone two days ago, and they asked, you know, like, hey, you getting that that PlayStation Five or that Series X or S? And I was like, yeah, I got a, I got an X pre order. I said, if I, if I'm honest, I I'm not super excited about it, but I'm gonna have Game Pass. So even though right away i'm not going to be jumping into the next generation and just being blown away i know that with game pass i'm going to have games to play and and that really is what it comes down to is just i just want to play games and that sounds cliche it's just like, i just want to play the games whoever's got the best games yeah it, it will always come down to the games but game pass gives me the opportunity to play more games and I'm still going to have a PS5. I'm still going to have a Switch. And the game I'm looking forward to most is a Switch game right now with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And there's nothing on Xbox that would change that, maybe minus a Doom game now. So that's what it comes down to. And the fact that Game Pass gives me access to more games is why I'm picking an Xbox up first. I, again, still have a PlayStation because that Ratchet & Clank game is looking fire. I want to play that game right now. If that game was a launch game, I would be probably picking up ps5 over series x right now but it's i think about it i would think about it honestly yeah and that game that game looks that game looks real good i really want to play that game so yeah so but all right 
Um, you can let us know how you're feeling about this next generation. Uh, you can shoot us an email, gpopfans at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail and we will read them. Um, talk to them about it in the air, 574-651-9256. Again, 574-651-9256. So uh, in terms of future episodes on this one, again, since Destiny was pushed, um, we are still going to be talking about Destiny, but we want to wait for that big update to drop to see how we feel about everything because they are promising a lot we need to see if they deliver on on getting people into that game um because that's two people again that have now jumped back into destiny expecting that uh that is still my biggest hang up with that game i still don't know how to play destiny <laughs> i don't what know am what i'm supposed, supposed to, do. to be doing what am i supposed to do at half the time i don't get it yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But so in the meantime, we are going to be playing some other games. Uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition did pop up. Um, that is a day one release. So as as we have to, we are going to be playing that. Um, and so let me look at the schedule here. This episode will be going up then. That will be going up then. So we need another game um, in between then. So we, we're going to have one more week. So this will come out, yeah. So we'll need one more game. So the question is, do we pick a game? Do we spin the wheel? What do we do? We have not spun this wheel in so long. We did, but then we then Dishonored happened, and yeah, so clearly just Dishonored is the problem. Now a Microsoft-owned IP, so now we have to love it. That's just how it works. Right, so. exactly. Like we, like, we love all Microsoft games here on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. uh, let's spin that wheel. All right, let me pull up the PC. Uh, PC, uh, I don't remember where it is now. The PC, oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Well, by the way, Halo is apparently at 100 gigs now. So that's that's the thing. All right, hit that wheel. Three, two, one, bing. We have landed on Katana Zero. I actually that know about sounds, this game. Um, that sounds great. I like Katanas. I like the number zero. Yeah, this let's, is let's do it's, it up. Like, it's, a, it's built in the old school, like 2D. Uh, so... The official description is Katana Zero is a stylish neo-noir action platformer featuring breakneck action and instant death combat. Slash, dash, and manipulate time to unravel your past in a beautiful, brutal, acrobatic display. Exceptional combat, overcome your opposition, however the situation requires. So I have heard that this is a this is sort of a love letter to uh, those uh, old school side-scroller, Ninja Gaiden, yeah. Gaiden, whatever you want to call it, uh, style game. And... I'm into that. Uh, Messenger is one of my favorite games, so we'll see that. But there you go. So we'll be doing an episode on Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition, followed by an episode on Katana Zero. And then most likely we'll be at Destiny 2 uh, then, and we'll be talking about the launch of the Series X, etc., etc. But all right, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, you can write us gpopfans at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on one of your podcast services, give us a rating. They definitely help. It only takes a couple minutes. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, 574-651-9256. That's going to do it for this generation of Game Pass. We will see you next time. Good day, sirs.